The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome back to In The Corner. Hope you're all having a good day, good week. Hope you had a good weekend, as per usual. My apologies, this episode is coming a bit late, but we are here now, so thank you very much for sticking around, staying with us here on SJP World Media and for this show especially, In The Corner. Well, Survivor Series War Games is uh, only a couple of weeks away, um, and it's shaping up to be pretty good. Um, based on this week's SmackDown, the uh, we thought maybe the Bloodline and the uh, Brawling Brutes could be the other War Games match. And to be totally honest with you, quite easily could be. I don't know because obviously we've also got the OC and the Judgment Day over there. Uh, and yes, Steve-O, I'm aware that they are t- old TV shows, but you know, it is what it is, man. Like I said, come and join us in 2022. You know you want to. <laughs> uh, SmackDown was actually pretty good this week. Um, going to run through the highlights of the show, really, and also I've got some thoughts on a theory on theory, as they're going to probably end up calling this segment, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, well, yeah, the SmackDown World Cup started this week over on Fox, um, and basically the winner will um win the world cup uh the trophy is pretty cool actually to be honest um and i do like a good tournament um which leads me into something on a sidebar quickly there are rumors flying around the old webosphere that uh king of the ring could be making a return as a premium slash pay-per-view uh hopefully that's true because i missed king of the ring to be honest with you i didn't like the fact that they made it into a I don't mind the qualifying matches being on the weekly show, but I always liked the fact that King of the Ring was a one-night sort of tournament that was going on alongside any other rivalries that were going on at the time. Even if you only do the semi-finals into the finals on the actual pay-per-view, that would be cool in itself. But I liked it because it was a one-night tournament from start to finish and you had to be resilient and get to the end, um, you know, despite the fact you've had probably a match, a match, a match, you know, so... And then I think, you've, you know, it's made a lot of careers, to be totally honest, let's face it. I mean, the most obvious is Steve Austin. Austin 316, um, you know, Triple H. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other guys that have won that tournament that went on to, um, and some that didn't, in fairness, but, you know, generally, you know, Brock Lesnar wanted to have a chance at SummerSlam. I like that idea. I like the idea of a tournament that gets you to a main event spot, Um you know, possibly at SummerSlam again. I like that idea. And not only that, you can do... I don't mind the King of the Ring gimmick when they wear the robes and stuff, but I like the idea that when you win the King of the Ring, not only are you King of the Ring, but you get a championship match, <clears throat> excuse me, at SummerSlam. And I liked it when they did that with Brock back in 02, I think it was. So hopefully that is the case, and hopefully that will be coming back. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, what are your thoughts on the King of the Ring? Um... What do you think about the uh, the possibility of it of it? Sorry, excuse me, coming back. Um, I like. I mean, personally, I like it. 
Um, let us know at in the corner WWE on Twitter or email the show at in the corner WWE at gmail.com. Uh, let us know any of your thoughts or even actually with the email stuff, actually, I would like you to, if you, if you want to maybe throw in a old pay-per-view that you'd like me entirely to look at possibly, um, or even maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe book a fantasy one possibly. I don't know. Any ideas you want to throw at the show? We will give it a go and, uh, you know, but at in the corner, WWE at gmail.com. That'd be a freaking amazing if you could do that. Um, but yeah, let's get into SmackDown. Uh, like I said, the World Cup was happening. Um, we had the round one tournament. Uh, well, round one's matches, sorry, began. Uh, Escobar defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. Thanks to, um, and by the way, the Phantom Driver that he did reminded me a little bit of kind of like a Mikinoshi Driver slash the... Uh, yeah, Mikinoshi Driver, I think that's what it was. Um, but with help from Del Fantasma's uh, distractions, uh, he advanced to the semifinals uh, of the tournament. So um, Escobar's through. And um, in the other match on SmackDown, Braun defeated Jinder Mahal um, with his trademark running power slam. Um, at the moment, it probably... I mean, uh, I've just looked on Twitter today and apparently Braun Strowman's been saying stuff on Twitter he probably shouldn't have been saying or apparently he's been well behaved backstage since he's been back um, apparently making comments about wrestlers that do flips and flops as he calls them um, I haven't read the tweet myself, I've just read somebody else's uh, thing on it and they were, I was going to look at it but I forgot to be honest with you <laughs> everything's happening so fast today so I need to keep it moving uh, but yeah those two matches going through um, Sami Zayn's also in the tournament, that could be an interesting thing but the winner not only becomes the World Cup champion, cup winner, World Cup winner. Um, they also get a shot at um, Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, to be fair, Braun versus Gunther could be a freaking hard-hitting match. Um, the popularity of Sami Zayn. I, would, I know Sami Zayn's been an IC champion before. That would be interesting. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, looking at what I saw this week... Um, maybe there because uh, sorry, Braun Strowman's got that win over Omas at Crown Jewel. Uh, but that, I mean that could be a a favourite to go through. But we'll see how things play out. And I'm I like the idea of this World Cup thing. Maybe they should do this every four years rather than having it every year, or even every two years they bring back the World Cup. Maybe, but it makes sense to because Fox obviously are going to be showing the World Cup as in the soccer for the Americans and football for us over here in Europe. But um. This is why they're doing it, I would assume. But I quite like it, to be honest. And so they've got the flags up on the screen of which country they're representing. Um, I think Ricochet's in the tournament as well. So this is going to play out over the next couple of weeks. And the winner will go against, as I say, Gunther for the IC title. Um, if it is Braun, potentially, potentially could be an absolute slugfest in theory. Um, but whether that happens is a completely... An, um, utterly different thing uh, but there we go uh, quickly before we move on to the others um, there was a backstage segment with LA Knight and as he's trying to talk to the uh, the interviewer the screen behind starts flickering the uh, symbol of Bray Wyatt that moth um, then he it happens again he gets frustrated and goes can you guys sort this out I'm going to turn it off and he turns away from the interviewer when he turns back Bray Wyatt is in his face and it's like oh damn we're actually seeing him interact with somebody from the roster now and LA Knight I wouldn't have guessed it but I liked it um basically 
Bray's trying to say certain things of like, I used to think what I did was wrong and blah, 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 the usual stuff. Uh, really entertaining. LA Knight basically, uh, which is then met by a uh, headbutt to the face and floors LA Knight. So is LA Knight his first target, victim, whatever you want to call it? I don't know. But it's nice to see him chatting or talking or interacting because all we've only seen of him, we saw him return at Extreme Rules. We've only seen him do, and obviously Uncle Howdy and stuff. We've only seen him do like um, promos backstage and stuff. So to see him in, um, interacting again with like a guy like LA Knight is very interesting going forward. Whether that carries on, whether we see LA Knight being teased by Bray Wyatt over the next few weeks, I have no idea. But whatever's going to happen, I'm enjoying it and I can't wait to see what happens next, basically. Um, we have not obviously seen Bray. We've seen Bray in the ring, cutting promos, but we haven't seen him in action. So I'm interested to see what he can um, uh, do, really. Uh, there was a six-pack challenge uh, this week for the number one contenders match uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, uh, so it consisted of uh, Zia Lee, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Sonya Deville, Liv Morgan, Lacey Evans, and Shotzi. Um, they're going to be taking on Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. In a pretty pretty good match, actually, to be honest. Um, the winner, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it, but I, I, I wouldn't have thought it would have been this person. But at, um, but Shotzi is going to go and face Ronda. There is an altercation backstage after the fact. Um, I thought um, Sonny Deville gets in her face and says, you, all you've got, all, what you've really signed up for is a broken ankle, broken arm, whichever you choose, basically. Um Shotzi then says, well, you don't know what I'm made of, blah, 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 the usual good guy <laughs> stuff. Uh, she's really fired up for this match at Survivor Series. And uh, Shayna Baszler says, why don't you say it to Ronda's face? And she goes, I will. And she goes, well, turn around then. Now, I thought Ronda Rousey wasn't going to be there, but she was actually. Before Shotzi could say anything, uh, Shayna Baszler choked her out, basically, backstage. So Shayna Baszler is going to be a, a big factor to Ronda Rousey going forward. Not that Ronda Rousey can't uh, defend her title, but let's face it, the way things are going, uh, Ronda Rousey's definitely gone heel, and um, I don't know what Shotzi's chances are, but uh, interesting matchup. The only gripe about that segment I will have is that she, um, even though she's a SmackDown Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, she didn't have the title around her waist, didn't have it anywhere near her, so... Um, I don't know. It's just a little, little, sec- little bit missing for me. I f- figured that you would, um, at least have <laughs> the bout with you. But there we go. Um, as I already said, Ricochet uh, was gonna uh, is in the tournament, and uh, he's in next week's uh, SmackDown because it's only on SmackDown the World Cup tournament. Um, basically, uh, Ricochet wants his title back. Um, Gunther actually approaches Ricochet with the rest of uh, Imperium. And he said, I'd be quite happy to mop the floor again with you, uh, Ricochet. So, you know, better make sure you win. There's so many potential opponents here for Gunther. It's really cool. Um, and as I said, I'm a fan of the tournament stuff anyway. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, yeah, it should be it should be really good, hopefully. So, um, if you haven't watched SmackDown, give it a watch. Um, overall, a great show. Um, I was a bit perplexed because we... Um, Open the show with the Usos taking on um, New Day, sorry, for the uh, undisputed tag team titles. Now, as it stood, 
New Day were the longest reigning WWE tag team champions in history of the company. Um, New uh, Uso is approaching it rapidly. New Day wanted a match. They got a match, but they opened the show with it. But as I was watching it, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, really? This is one of this is like a really big match. Why is it the opener? Um, and it perplexed me a little bit while I was watching it. Why we're having this undisputed title match, tag team title match for the longest reigning tag team. You know, not only they, the, you know, Usos are closing in. So by Monday, the Usos will be. There's no tag team title matches scheduled until uh, uh, from now, from SmackDown for, till Monday. So Usos would be the longest reigning WWE tag team champions in history of the company, which is huge. Obviously, obviously Roman's setting a freaking record in, in his own right with the. With the Universal Championship, obviously he picked up the WWE title, but he's now he's also the undisputed heavyweight champion. Um, but it's just I don't I couldn't understand why it was the first match of the night, but it was. And as the night progressed and as it panned out, it actually made sense. So there's me. There's a good example there of me being a bit, a little bit impatient, but the way the night ended makes perfect sense of why it was first on the card. And you've teased it that Roman's there as well. You haven't brought him out into the crowd to the last segment of the show, which people would have stuck around for, let's face it. Um, and it was a great... But anyway, Usos, uh, I'll give you the short and sweet version of this. Pretty good tag team match, to be honest. Um, we've seen these teams go at it so many times now. Um, and most, I would say nine times out of ten, they put on a damn good match, but we've seen it. But it was a good match. I really enjoyed it, and uh, Usos went over. They won. They are still the undisputed tag team champions. So as it's set right now, they're going to break the record uh, and be the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. It's insane. It is absolutely insane that they've done that. Uh, congrats to them. Um, yeah, what what a great... What a, just go and watch it. That's all I can say, really. Um, is it the greatest ever? No. But it was for the time. It is really good, um, and no disrespect to New Day or the Usos. But I'm if those teams never face each other again, or at least ever, <laughs> I'd be happy with it. Their legacy, the rivalry they've had over the years, has been absolutely outstanding. Um, is it all been highs? No, there's been a few lows in there. But generally, nine times out of ten, they have delivered, and it was a, it was a great match here on SmackDown. Um, Obviously, the timing just didn't allow this to be maybe a pay-per-view match, maybe a Survivor Series. What an apt pay-per-view to be at, Survive. Um, but because of the way the rain that New Day had and how it all came together, it had to fall here. Um, if they went any further, Usos would have just been the longest reigning without defending it. So it is a shame that they, you know, obviously they don't see these things, do they necessarily, that far ahead. Um, but if they could have, that would have been amazing to see them do this at Survivor Series. Like I said, what an apt pay-per-view for them to defend those tag team titles for a, um, you know, for the longest reigning would have been awesome, but just the way the numbers fall. So, um, really good. Uh, we see a backstage segment between the Usos and Roman. Uh, Roman says he needs to take care of some business. They advertised it as a special moment. It was a bit weird, <laughs> but I think basically he was... Um, talking about the fact that uh, he's been on the island of relevancy and all this kind of stuff. It's it, Again, watch it. It's easier for you to watch it, to be honest. But I, I liked it. Um, obviously, this is kind of like a review-esque type show, obviously. Um, 
was the whole of SmackDown good? No. Most of it, a lot of it was better than better than not. I, I need to mention, I forgot to mention already. I'm so excited to talk about Roman and the bloodline and stuff. Sami Zayn wasn't there this week as well, by the way. Um, they said he had some family stuff to take care of. That's all they said. But there we go. Whether that's um, whether that's genuine or not, I don't know. Maybe just um, maybe it is. Uh, I need to mention quickly that Viking Raiders have been teasing for weeks that they're going to come back, and in the videos they've had a woman with dreadlocks facing away from the camera. It, we all knew it was Sarah Logan. Um, it was supposed to be Hit Row versus uh, Del Fantasma, the other team, but uh, Viking Raiders came out along with Sarah Logan and basically destroyed both teams. Um, so the Viking Raiders are back. They got Sarah Logan in their corner. Um, so interesting to see where that goes. Again, another tag team. Hopefully they can start building some of these tag teams up because at some point the Usos, you know, they're not going to hold them forever, are they? But when they lose them, I have no idea. Um, I'm enjoying the ride at the moment. The wave will subside at some point. But there we go. Uh, but back to the main, uh, it wasn't the main event really, but uh, it's the, the last segment of the show. Roman comes out, the rest of the bloodline, except Sami Zayn. Um, and Roman starts um, talking about, you know, I don't remember the scene. Like I said, basically, Roman, I think, was about to acknowledge the Usos. Um, Butch and Ridge the Fridge come out and basically say, you guys have always got the numbers game. We're sick of it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> really good, actually. Uh, Seamus Music's hit. The return of Seamus was ruined, though, by the fact that his microphone was not working. And it ruined the moment because it, the pop was amazing for Seamus. I was really excited to see Seamus back as well. But unfortunately, the microphone cut out a few times. Um Roman mentioned it. You can't even use a microphone like. And then he's got in a ring and started brawling. Now, of course, you've got Roman stands in the corner, kind of out the way. Sakura and the Usos kind of taking care of business. Um, Usos and the bloodline start getting the upper hand. And then, boom, Drew McIntyre's music hits. Uh, honestly, I popped for this. I was like, yes, here we go. Um, I, but I honestly believe this match will happen at Survivor Series. Now, whether it's a... Well, it's going to be interesting because it doesn't necessarily have to be a war games because in my head, OC and Judgment Day is going to be war games. This could lead to the maybe... Do you know what I'd like to see, actually? Now, I know Drew and Seamus are longtime friends. Um, let's see Ridge, the Fridge, and Butch take on the Usos for the tag team titles. I know they've already had a shot, but let's, why not? Make it a ladder match or something. Um, and then a triple threat for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. Seamus, Drew McIntyre, and Roman Reigns would be freaking awesome. Um but you could go that way with it. You could have singles matches rather than a war games. But at the same time, how cool would it to be to see the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre in a war games match? Be absolutely amazing. So that's how SmackDown went off the air with a brawl. And I was actually gutted that it ended when it did. I want to see more. I want to see more of this. Um, and you know what? Yes, I'm annoyed that they cut it off. But at the same, not in a way of like, I'm really pissed off with it but I was really enjoying that fight <laughs> and I want to see more. So hopefully SmackDown will get some more answers. We'll see some more. Maybe we might get a bit of a promo on Raw from Roman, maybe the Usos. Um, could be it. I think War Games, Survivor Series War Games in a few weeks is going to be um, 
I think it's going to be really good. Um, and I hope it lives up to the hype, to be honest with you, because um, honestly, like I said, the stuff they have going on, the build-up that they're uh, doing at the moment with all these people, trying to sort of... It's almost like a reset. We said this on Wednesday's show. Um, it's looking good. And the Bloodline stuff's good. How Sami Zayn's going to play into the World Cup, how that's going to play into the Bloodline. Maybe Sami Zayn brings the Intercontinental Championship to the Bloodline. Um, give him success there. Um, the Jay and Sami rivalry is still going on, despite them feeling Usy. Um, so it, there's a lot going on in WWE. And for once, like it's all intertwined again, or it's getting there at least. There are a few things that are a bit lackluster, but there's more positives and negatives. Oh, there we go. And speaking of negatives, so let's move on to the main event of this show. Um, there's been a lot of negativity headed towards um, Austin Theory. The fact that he cashed in for... The US title. There's nothing wrong with the US title. I've heard people talk about, yeah, but it was an open challenge. Okay, it was an open challenge, but let's see how it all played out right. And I'll go back to theory in a moment. But it played out an open challenge. Mustafa Ali was going to cash, uh, cash in, sorry, not challenge. Bobby Lashley beat him up and took his spot. Now, the match didn't get officially started with Bobby Lashley and uh, Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins was laid out on the table. He was done. He had been beaten up. As far as we knew, you could do... He was done for the night. And Raw was over. Theory comes out, sees that Seth's in a vulnerable state. And as I said on Mon uh, Wednesday show, sorry, it can be cashing for a championship match at any time, any place for up to one year. Can't get to Roman. Even if he could get to Roman, bloodline. Do you really think the bloodline are going to let Austin Theory cash that in successfully? He'd probably get beaten up before he got to the ring. And everybody's saying, yeah, but it's an open challenge. Why didn't you do that? He couldn't. Bobby Lashley had already done it. If he got there first, yeah, I understand what your, your logic there. He cashed in and failed, unfortunately. And now a lot of people I see online, it's where I go back to theory now. That's my take on it, ladies and gents. Let me know what you think on Twitter at In The Corner WWE. It is what it is for me. Um, it's annoying, yes. But there's no rule to say he has to cash in for the heavyweight championship. When the first ever Money in the Bank was done at WrestleMania 21, it was said for a world, it did, they said, a world championship match up to one year. Now they say a championship match. He could have cashed in for the freaking 24 7 title if he wanted to. I wouldn't have done it personally. If I could have got to Roman, I'm definitely cashing in for the heavyweight championship. There's more money involved. It's going to championship, US title, are probably two of the last remaining older bouts that still exist in a sense of yes the WWE Championship is still there so that's there as well but in terms of mid-card titles the US title and the International Championship has such a prestige to it that I, I mean that I'm sure a lot of us have been wrestling fans and a lot of us wanted to be in WWE and when we were kids I think we all if we're all wrestling fans we wanted to do that I always wanted to be the Intercontinental Champion big WWF fan was the workhorse title and I think that's the same with the US title in fairness you know the legacies go date back all the way to Harley Race, and then obviously uh, Pat Patterson was the first in Intercontinental Champion. But if you look at the whole Raw story, as I've already explained, it makes sense for Theory to do what he did. Him to fail, gutted, but he's a heel. And let's go back to Theory a moment. Everybody's saying he's been buried now. No. 
Give it some time. I'm not patient, as you well know, but give it some time. Because let's look how he won the money in the bank. He wasn't even entered in the match. Vincent Mann entered him in via Adam Pearce, I believe. He won the match. Annoying as fuck. And he is annoying as fuck. The story that's been told since with after Vince is gone, superstars have tried to beat some respect into theory. They've told him you're being too egotistical. Yes, because just because you've won the US title, you've come to the main roster, you've won money in the bank, you had Vince Man in your corner. Don't let it go to your head. And this is the point of theory, I think, at the moment. It has gone to his head. He's too cocky. And it cost him the money in the bank briefcase. Now, going forward, he can still be obnoxious. He could actually be a really... I think this guy could be either, to be totally honest with you. A really good heel. Or he's going to get to a point maybe where he... Maybe they do the route of he has so many losses and people start respecting him. Because he is good in the ring. Nobody can deny that. But to say they buried him is BS. It's almost like saying, look, this was Vince's boy. Let's strip everything off him and restart because of what Vince allegedly did, didn't do, whatever. And also, like I said, the cockiness of this young superstar. It's the ego. It's like Randy Orton back in the day. He had the ego with Evolution. Called himself the legend killer. Yeah, he did well. IC Championship and so on and so forth. Youngest World Heavyweight Champion of all time. I think that still stands, as far as I'm aware. 24 years old. Um, if I'm wrong, let me know, because I don't actually know. I'm just basing it on what I've seen. But my point is, with theory, is that he could, in, I don't know, I'm not going to say six months' time. This time next year, theory could be challenging for the heavyweight championship. He could be a bigger deal than he is now. But what they're trying to do, I think, with his character is humble him. These superstars, Kevin Owens has tried, Mustafa Ali has tried, and, you know, in most cases, they have failed. But... Theory will realise that he's got nobody around him now. And all these accomplishments he's been cocky about um, are now gone. Because if he ever mentions, I'm the youngest Money in the Bank winner in history, yeah, but you didn't cash in successfully. Nobody's going to remember that he was the youngest, at least not in terms of superstars. I think I'm losing track here. But basically, my point is, give it some time. And I think Theory will be one of the biggest stars in the company. Give it a year. And they're going to reset him a bit. They're, but basically, on the story that's being told on TV, they're trying to humble him. They're trying to make it, yeah, you're a good kid, but you ain't that good. And sometimes you need friends. And I think that's what's going on here. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens next, really. Uh, thank you very much for downloading the show. Thank you very much for supporting SJP World Media. We very much appreciate it. I will be back on Wednesday. And the show will be out about 10 p.m., I think, roughly, uh, here on uh, for In the Corner on SJP World Media. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry, I am Benny Mac. <laughs> Follow the show at In The Corner WWE and we'll see you all Wednesday for some more Raw and Tyler Talk. Cheers! Cheers, please!